The LA Kings close out their six-game road trip in Boston tonight against the top team in the NHL. We'll preview the Kings against the Bruins, and we'll get some of your ideas about what the Kings need to do to try and play better, more consistent, winning hockey. That's next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 1,000 subscribers and counting. Thank you so much for all your support of the podcast and the YouTube channel. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years, the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 plus years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. The LA Kings wrap up their six-game road trip with their toughest test of the season as they take on the top team in the NHL, the Bruins in Boston tonight. We'll preview that game, but first, we need to talk about how the LA Kings have played this season and have played lately. Through 32 of 82 games, the Kings enter the day with a 15-12-5 record. In their last 13 games, the Kings are 4-5-4 with losses to the Canucks, Senators, Blue Jackets, and Sabres. L.A. is holding on to third place in the Pacific Division with 35 points, just one point more than the Edmonton Oilers, who have played two fewer games than the Kings. So if you told me at the beginning of the season that 32 games in, the Kings would be in third place in the Pacific Division, I would have thought, Okay, that's pretty good because I thought the Kings would clearly be behind the Oilers and Flames and probably third, maybe fourth in the Pacific Division. However, the reality of the season is that the Oilers and Flames have struggled just as much, if not more, than the Kings and the Golden Knights and the Kraken are playing better than most expected. More importantly, the Kings have not played as well as I thought they would have with the team being much better offensively and better on the power play for the most part, but much worse on defense and the penalty kill and add in subpar goaltending. And this team has, uh, you know, the way they played lately seems to me the Kings are trending in the wrong direction. And when it's all said and done, if this continues, I think they'll be out of a playoff spot and taking a step back from last season. So the question is, what do the Kings do to change the direction of this season? If I'm, uh, you know, in charge, um, I would give the, t- the Kings 10 games to try and show me that they're turning the season around. And if that doesn't happen, I'm making a coaching change. I like Todd McClellan. I think he's a good coach, but he's not indispensable. His career record as a head coach in parts of 14 seasons is 94, 90, and 24. Plus, it's the easiest move to make. And as we've seen many times in the NHL, coaching changes can have an immediate positive impact. I am not in favor of promoting one of the assistants or AHL head coach Marco Sturm. I think the Kings need a completely new voice to hold players accountable. I don't like it when earlier in the season, Tom McClellan said something to the effect of, well, the players need to figure out how they want to play this season. And at the time, and, and to this point, I still feel like the coach is the one that needs to tell the players how to play and hold them accountable. Not to say that we'll see how the players want to play it. That's not what I want to hear from the coach. Now, I know some are in favor of the Kings making a trade in particular to get a left-handed defenseman, 
But I believe the Kings' issues will not be solved by bringing in one player. This is a team issue. I'm also not willing to sacrifice any key pieces of the Kings' future to try and salvage a season in which the Kings likely weren't a Stanley Cup contender anyway. Yes, it'll be very disappointing if the Kings don't build off last season and make the playoffs again. And, you know, considering the offseason additions, Kevin Fiala, and that the Kings have been much healthier than they were a year ago, it'll be disappointing. But the Kings still have a lot of good young talent. There's no need to overreact to issues going on this season by giving up key pieces for seasons to come. The issue with getting rid of Todd McClellan is that, number one, GM Rob Blake would have to admit that he made a mistake in hiring McClellan and ask ownership to eat his $5 million salary to not coach next season. Number two, the Kings would have to go out and get a quality replacement. Again, ownership would have to be willing to pay for. Somebody like a Barry Trotz is going to command 4 or $5 million a season uh, and going to want a multi-year contract. If ownership says no to letting McClellan go and bringing in a new coach, plan B would be to make an impactful trade um, as much as I could without sacrificing any of the team's top talent, young talent like Brant Clark or Quentin Byfield. I would say players like Gabe Velarde and Sean Dursey I'd be willing to part with if I can upgrade my defense. The third option would be do nothing. Stay patient. Hope this group, which most of us thought was good enough on paper to make the playoffs and maybe win a round or two, uh, just see if they can figure it out and not make any big, big decisions on changing things up. So that's what I think. What do you think? Uh, that is coming up next. But first, I need to remind you that this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends on every pro and college league out there, from football to basketball to soccer with the World Cup. Esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online is always the fastest, easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today and use your mobile device to learn more. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, time to check the Locked On LA Kings email inbox. And some of these have been edited a bit to try and get in as many as we can. I hope you will understand that. We start with Luke, and he says, yes, I am named after Luke Robitaille, which is awesome. Uh, Luke says, I've been watching your show on YouTube for a while now, but I haven't felt the need to send an email until now. I don't believe in making a change for change's sake, but I've seen enough inconsistency and regression to endorse a coaching change. I like Todd McClellan, and I'm thankful for the Kings' great 2021-22 season, but he has lost the room and needs to be replaced. I personally think it's time, uh, the time is now, uh, but he should definitely be fired if the Kings lose to the Sharks on Saturday. The expectations have not been met for a talent, uh, for the talent and the potential that this team has. In regards to who replaces him, Barry Trotz is obviously a long shot, but the Kings should be ambitious in their search. It has been a frustrating season, but I'm optimistic they can salvage something moving forward. Go Kings, go. Again, that was from Luke, uh, who was named after Luke Robitaille. Uh, our next uh, email comes from Mike and Camarillo. He says, we are not ready to compete for a serious run because our prospects need more time to develop. And by the time they're truly making serious contributions, our cup vets will be too old to contribute enough to win and not be able to play like they did when we won cups. As painful as it is to say, we may need to trade our cup vets to the deadline to get what we can. Of course, we would love to see Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick retire as Kings. And don't get me wrong, I love those players and will be eternally grateful to them for the two cups. But I think we need to face facts that one or two players obtained in a trade right now is not going to turn this team into a Stanley Cup contender overnight. Maybe a big trade gets us into the playoffs or maybe even wins a series, but we don't have what it takes to win at all. Maybe we should even consider trading some of our other D-men too. Just seems like uh, place cards and taking up roster spots for our youth. 
Don't worry about the standings for a couple of years and enjoy the hell out of getting to watch a team filled with 80% talented young prospects. It could be a win-win for everyone. Um, so yeah, talking about trading the the veterans, I, I would just say this, uh, Mike, that you know D- Drew Doughty's making 11 million for the next four years, and I don't see a lot of people looking to acquire that contract. Of course, Jonathan Quick's deal is up after this year, and he hasn't been playing very well. And uh, you know, Andre Kopitar could be attractive to a team looking for a a veteran who's won cups, but uh, I that would I just don't see that happening as well. But hey. We're trying to think outside the box. We're trying to shake things up. That would certainly get a lot of people's attention. Uh, Ed in Orange says, enjoy your perspective very much. I'm a longtime fan since 1976. One of the things that jumps out to me this season is poor passing. It makes me wonder what the W's would have been if it wasn't for the Kings' poor passing. There were so many times that the Kings' passes were intercepted in their own zone, and the opposition puts it in the back of the net. Not just more zone time, but an immediate goal. Then you see the dejected look on the Kings' players' faces, and it seems to lead to another quick goal. Another part of the bad passes is leaving the zone before the puck. Too many goals have been given up. The momentum shifts to the opponents and the Kings fall behind the eight ball. Uh, What would the game outcomes have been without passing mistakes? I'd appreciate your comments. Uh, Ed, I don't know that I see uh, the Kings necessarily having a lot of bad passes. Um, I will say, I think what you're talking about is turnovers in their own zone, maybe trying to pass the puck out of their zone and that not happening. That, that, That is definitely happening a lot too much. Um, and I think also when the Kings are killing penalties, when they get the, the puck on their stick, they're not clearing the zone uh, as much as they need to. So uh, maybe that falls into the bad passing category. Um, but I would say turnovers in their own zone and not clearing the puck when they get it uh, on the penalty kill have certainly been issues for the Kings this season. Uh, Scott Miller says he's been a Kings fan since the early 70s. And by the way, guys, if you wouldn't mind, um, let me know where you're you're listening from i just i really like to know where where people are from it's just a thing for me probably nobody else cares but anyway scott miller says he's been a king's fan since the early 70s and he says um i'd commit to brant clark after he returns from the tournament with sean walker available on the roster if needed carl grunstrom has had a tough road trip but the kings lack grit so i'm not ready to give up on him gabe already seems to be fading although i hope he turns it around quickly have you noticed that when Arthur Kaliev isn't scoring, his skating, playmaking, endurance, and hockey IQ are all improving very quickly? He's going to be very good very soon. Sean Dursey needs to work on his decision-making. He's talented, but also a ticking time bomb ready to blow up at any second. It needs a lot of coaching. Jared Anderson-Tolan is good, a victim of numbers right now. And since I'm bringing Byfield up, uh, playing time will be in line with on-ice performance for each and every player, including our veteran core. Play well and you play more. Play poorly and you play less. Uh, the trades I'd be looking for if I were Rob Blake at the right price only would be for goalkeeping prospects and for an agitator, sort of a Brendan Lemieux, but bigger, stronger, and more imposing, uh, both to other teams and to bring some intensity to the locker room. Kings need to be much harder to play against. Nick says, uh, and again, Nick from Parts Unknown, uh, I'd like to see Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty separated Uh, to see if that would help stabilize the defense. Maybe bring up Nate Thompson and inject some grit into the team. I don't believe in a panic trade or overpaying is a smart move. Curious if Trent Yanni would make a good interim coach. Let me know what you think. You know what? I actually, you know, it's a small move, but yeah, why not break up Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty to see how that works out? I mean, at this point, why not try it? I don't know that any line change or any combination of players should be etched in stone, and we've tried a, a lot of other things. Um, I said earlier I would not be in favor of promoting any of the assistants or Marco Sturm from the AHL to be the next coach of the Kings. I think if they're going to make a coaching change, it needs to be a new voice from somewhere else. 
uh, not another voice that they've already heard in the locker room. So I would not be in favor of that. I don't know if Trent Yachty would make a good head coach or not. Maybe so. Uh, Rich is from San Pedro, which is where I'm from, where, where I live anyway. Uh, so he's a neighbor of mine. He says, uh, I'm with you. I like our coach, but just spitballing here back in the 2011-12 season. Kings fired Terry Murray, replaced him with Daryl Sutter. And I remember hearing Murray was let go on the road in a hotel in mid-December, right before the Boston game. Who did the Kings play next, he says? Uh, a few months later, we won the cup, just saying. As I said, uh, NHL coaching changes uh, do a lot of a lot more times than not make an impact, an immediate impact, and that's why teams do it so much. That having been said, we haven't had a coaching change yet, and all the research I've done uh, indicates no one is talking about Todd McClellan on the hot seat. Now, you know, I'm, I'm seeing names like Craig Berube in St. Louis, DJ Smith in Ottawa, um, Bruce Boudreau in Vancouver, um, and I don't know if it's because of the market in LA, frankly, um, because, you know, let's be honest, as much as the hardcore fans, like, like people that are watching the show are thinking about things like that. I don't know that the main, well, frankly, I haven't heard anybody in the mainstream media, mainstream media, quote unquote, talk about a coaching change. So I'm, I'm guessing it's out there, but I haven't seen any, anybody of note, uh, like a friend of the show, Eric Stevens from the athletic writing a piece about the Kings may be considering a coaching change. I just don't think it's out there for whatever reason. So uh, Mike chimes in. He says, I've been a Kings fan since Luke Robitaille and Jimmy Carson's rookie years. Went to the majority of home games for several years before moving to Carson City, Nevada in 1991. Uh, the eye test stats and plus minus show that Sean Walker and Alex Edler are not getting it done. Adrian Kempe playing out of position on the third line uh, when we have Quentin Beinfeld tearing it up in the AHL makes absolutely no sense to me. Not to mention that Jersey is struggling um, playing on the wrong side. So now we have two guys playing out of position to go with our third defensive pairing, not getting it done, and two wingers on our fourth line who do not have anywhere near the skill set of some of our younger guys playing in Ontario. We're getting manhandled by good teams and this current lineup. Uh, so why not play some of the younger studs who can gain NHL experience and not do any worse than the current lineup? If we're going to get outscored 10-2 to 2 by Carolina and Toronto, we might as well be playing our young talent. My apologies to Sean Walker, but he was a non-drafted free agent that we owe nothing to. Put him on waivers and down to Ontario where he, can, where he can be part of our depth in case of injury. He should not be playing in the NHL over Jersey, Brant Clark, or Jordan Spence. Same can be said for Jared Anderson Dolan. There are several players that should be playing instead of him. Uh, up next, we have Brent, who says, first of all, thank you for providing the content. Kings fans appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, secondly, thank you for giving us an avenue to vent our frustrations. I've been itching to write down my plan since the Seattle game, so here it goes. Uh, number one, it seems to me that the management of the team, coaches in front of us, are afraid of calling themselves contenders, and that might be part of the reason why they aren't. So much talk about culture and identity. If you don't claim to be a winner, you're not. Number two, the best roster should be on the ice at this point of the season. There is no way anyone can argue that this lineup is better with Byfield and Ontario. With Byfield back at C3, Kempe can move back to wing. Kaliev can move down to the flank By with Byfield along with Gabe Velarde. Aya follow Lazat Grunstrom making a pretty strong fourth line and a much deeper looking line than we have now. Number three, Jordan Spence deserves a shot. After the season he had last year and his ability to surpass any and all expectations placed on him, Spence really deserves to get into an NHL game. He's part of the future of the Kings blue line and honestly deserves a, to, a, a, to start in place of Sean Walker. Number four, trade or waive Sean Walker. With the emergence of Jersey and Spence, Walker is expendable and can at minimum clear some cap space for the Kings. And he says, trade Walker for Wayne Simmons, question mark. And number five, he says, add some muscle. The Kings are missing some toughness in the lineup. Teams will continue to push us around until we have someone willing to answer the bell. Thanks again, Eddie, for your work. Go Kings, go. And again, that was from Brent. 
We do have some YouTube comments to read. This is from AJ. And he says, I think in my humble opinion, T-Mac has to go. Talking about Todd McClellan. He may not be 100% responsible for what's going on. But fair or not, it falls on his shoulders. That's the responsibility he accepts being a head coach. He seems to have lost the group and they are not buying into his system. I would take away the C from Kopitar. This may not be popular, but it has taken away, but it was taken away from Brown just a short time after winning two cups. And for me, he was a much better leader than Kopi. There is nothing to rally around when it comes to Kopitar. He doesn't play with intensity, passion, or anything to inject passion into the team. We need to address our decor. They are small and either too inexperienced or old past their prime, like Dowdy and Edler. As the same goes with goalie, we have nothing when it comes to that. Quick as a legend and will forever be my favorite king, but his days are just about done. Um, a couple people have talked about taking the C away from Kopitar, and I just do not see that happening, and I don't agree with it. But hey, look, we're looking for things to change things up, right? And that would certainly get people's attention, and that would certainly change things up. Um, and it's not a big move. It's not getting rid of a coach. It's not making a major trade. Um, I don't. I, that seems more of like a band aid to me than anything really significant. But it has been. It has been put out there. And like I said, hey, all all ideas and all um, thoughts are welcome in trying to change things up. Um, and I would say this though about Kopitar, he may not be super vocal or rah rah or anything like that, but it doesn't mean he's not uh, a leader and isn't. He's very well respected in the locker room. If he says something, guys are going to listen. You know, Steve Eiserman wasn't a rah rah type of guy he was very quiet and very serious and kind of stoic and he was a hell of a captain so i i i personally do not agree with that at all um but i also didn't agree with taking this the away from dustin brown either um but but hey like i said all all ideas are on the table uh, at this point uh, our next comment from the uh, youtube channel comes from dr beer games and he says here's my archer gm to-do list number one fire todd mcclellan even if he hasn't lost the room which i believe he has He's essentially proven at this point that he doesn't know how to coach talented young players and relies way too heavily on reliable vets. Uh, Arthur Kaliev and Gabe Velarde have, sorry, just got closed out here. Uh, Arthur Kaliev and Dave Velarde have both spent most of the year in the bottom six and haven't been used in overtime at all. That's absurd. Number two, call up Quentin Byfield, all in capital letters. Not much to elaborate on here. He's been the Reigns best player for weeks now, and the Kings desperately need him at the C3 spot or the, the 3C spot. I'd also make sure to give him time on the power play. Number three, trade Sean Dursey. Too much of a liability defensively, and the Kings have too many other options. Better on the right side. Move him while he still has some decent value. Number four, trade or send down Sean Walker. I was rooting for Walker coming into the season, but it's just not working out. Number five, trade for a left-hand defenseman. Don't necessarily have to be a Chikrin-level left-handed D, but adding a top four left-handed D, preferably more defensively focused with some decent size, would be crucial. And number six, play Brant Clark. Clark belongs in the NHL. He was good enough to make the team. He was good enough to play nine games and not look out of place. He's good enough, so play him. Up next, and I apologize because I'm probably going to screw this name up, but I believe it's Orijan Cabron. I gave it my best shot, my man. Uh, he says, uh, you're on the nose, Eddie. This team is afraid to play gritty and get those dirty goals. Todd's style of no checking, no physicality, technical style of play is hurting us. We have the talent to play that system, but it the team doesn't wear down their opponents, and we are usually outplayed and outperformed. While I appreciate what Todd has done, it really is time for a change. This team went from being an underdog last year to a much-improved contender this year, and I don't see the fight in them anymore. Kopi is wearing down, and he looks like he's struggling to keep pace. It's very telling with the team because we need to be a step behind and playing catch-up. And our final email comes from, or I should say, a message on the YouTube uh, episode from last from yesterday. 
Uh, this one comes from Kevin McCarthy. He says, I would be patient. I'm okay with trading picks, but the prospects, minor leaguers, young NHL players, I say, be patient. I'm not ready to part with Coach T-Mac. Uh, the Kings need to do something drastic. I love Quick Kopitar and Dowdy, and I want them to retire as Kings like Dustin Brown, but I would move Dowdy. Thank you to all who took the time to email or leave a message in the comments on yesterday's YouTube episode. Appreciate you guys taking the time to chime in on what the Kings could do to get back on track. Lots of different ideas out there, although there were certainly some similar ideas mentioned as well. Um, so again, thank you guys for that. And uh, hopefully some food for thought for people out there as far as what the Kings can do to get back on track. We're going to preview the Kings game in Boston against the Bruins tonight in just a moment. But first... This episode is brought to you by NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting a few drinks back. A few become a few too many, and the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So the LA Kings face their toughest test of the season in Boston against the top team in the NHL, the Bruins tonight. Boston has just four losses in regulation this season, a record of 23-4-1. The Bruins have a 15-0-1 record at home so far this season. While many thought the Bruins were a playoff team this year, no one saw this coming. Under new head coach Jim Montgomery, the team has played well on both ends of the ice. They lead the NHL in goal differential at plus 49. They have scored 49 more goals than they have allowed this season. Uh, they scored 110 goals while allowing just 61. Boston is led by their top line of Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, and Brad Marchand. Goalie Linus Olmark has been remarkable, posting a 17-1 record with a 1.83 goals against average and a 9.38 save percentage. Clearly, the LA Kings are underdogs in this game, but... We have said the Kings are looking for something to turn this season around. A win over this team on the road to wrap up their road trip could be that. Yes, it'll be a tall order, but hopefully the Kings go into the game embracing the opportunity to do something great. After all, the Bruins aren't unbeatable. They did lose last week to the Arizona Coyotes, after all. Uh, Faceoff tonight is set for 4 p.m. L.A. time. Game will be televised locally on Bally Sports West. You can hear it on the Kings iHeart Audio Network. We're going to have a full recap of the game in Boston on Friday's show. And from what I hear, Phoenix Copley is getting the start tonight against the Bruins. That is interesting. We'll certainly talk about that. Again, thank you to all who took the time to email or to post a comment on yesterday's YouTube episode. Really appreciate all of your feedback. Like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of things that people listen to, some ideas that they strongly disagreed with or that they completely agreed with. But again, just good to get some other thoughts out there from, from other voices, from Kings fans like yourself to kind of hear what you think you, you know, you would do if you were in control of the Kings to try and change things around. Uh, if you want to, and if you didn't get your email read this week, and I think I got to all of them, but maybe you didn't uh, get your thoughts in in time, or maybe you want to react to some of the things that were mentioned uh, as far as ideas. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Another, another feedback segment. We will uh, check the uh, inbox for Locked on LA Kings in the uh, and get your email. So if you want to write something and you didn't get it in this week, you want to have it for next week, again, we do it again 
on, uh, on next week. We do feedback show every week is what I'm trying to say, not doing a very good job of it. Uh, if you want to send an email, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. We're on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings as well. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. We'll see what the Kings do tonight against the Boston Bruins. Uh, Hopefully they show up and play hard and give us something to be hopeful about. As always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go!